passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. All right, welcome back into the Six Rings and Football Things podcast here for WEEI and Odyssey Sports. This is Mike Cadlick down at Gillette Stadium. Back with our beat reporter check-in, and I am joined today by none other than Nessim's Dakota Randall. Dakota, thank you for having, or thank you for joining me uh, here on the uh, on the Six Rings beat reporter interview. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, risky move by you having me in here <laughs> right after I ate a huge Tupperware of leftover mac and cheese, but uh, we'll we'll power through it, right? I am uh, I am fresh off a, uh, a spicy Chick Fil A uh, sandwich that we were. Yeah, I got so, one of those coming too. Yeah, so gratefully provided uh, by the Gillette Stadium PR team. Uh, so we're here. We're going to uh, talk about what's going on down here with the Patriots this week uh, before they head off to Pittsburgh to take on uh, the 7-5 and five Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that is, uh, I don't want to say, that I guess that's wrong to say that they're anywhere close to as bad as the Patriots, but it seems like they're a team that's just kind of finding their way to wins where uh, the Patriots continue to find their way to losses. They're 2-8, and eight, and they also now have lost uh, arguably the best player on offense in Ramondre Stevenson. It was reported after the game that uh, his uh, x-rays came back negative, but he would have an MRI to determine the severity of his injury. And then Adam Schefter reported today uh, that Stevenson will miss a few weeks with what was deemed to be a high ankle sprain. So, uh, Dakota, I'm just curious what you make of the injury, what you make of the uh, the depth behind Ramondre moving forward. And, I mean, realistically, Patriots sitting at 2-10, and 10, uh, looking like there could be an IR stint on the way. Do you think he should or uh, will even be back the rest of the season? No, I don't think he should come back at all. Um, and I believe this is the first offseason that he's going to be eligible for an extension. Yep. Um, so I imagine part of his mindset is <laughs> he might want to make a business decision there. Right. Um, and I think it's also just best for the Patriots to to let him rest. Um, you know, maybe in years past, he's the kind of player who you would trade early rather than yep. trading too late. Like in, in, in years past, I'd look at Ramondre Stevenson and be like, that's a guy I could see getting traded this offseason. But because they didn't really get anything out of Pierre Strong or Kevin Harris, and they haven't developed anybody behind him. You know they they are going to need him next season probably. So I think let him rest, uh, let him get over that injury. That's the way to go. But for the Patriots, it's just kind of it, it's amazing that you know they are what their record says they are, and I, I I do believe that they they are a very bad football team. But I mean you can't have a conversation about them without also talking about 
They don't have their best running back. They don't have their best receiver. They don't have their best edge rusher. They don't have their best um, cornerback, arguably, in Christian Gonzalez. And at different points in the season, they haven't had some of their best offensive linemen. Um, so I just think injuries are a huge part of what's going on with this team. And, and it's just, there's another one here with Ramondre. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's a good point too, that you mentioned, you know, some, a guy who could potentially be traded going into the season, because that is sort of the, the thing with running backs and, you know, they had their, uh, they had their big zoom meeting this off season. Right. And Seriously. I mean, if you're Ramondre, you're thinking about that. Kind right. Of stuff. And if Pierre strong had become what they would have wanted him to develop into, you absolutely would look at someone like Ramondre Stevenson. Um, as someone who you're like, you could trade and get real value for. I mean, and same thing with someone like Damian Harris. And I would have thought like in the past, um, he's someone who they would have traded right. early. I was kind of surprised they held on to him, but I think that was maybe because they needed all the help they could get on offense last right. year. But regardless, um, you know, I do think that kind of factors in at some level. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's kind of why, again, they, though, they, they bring in Ramondre and they kind of eventually, you know, it was, it was him and he was behind Harris and then they sort of split carries and then Ramondre became the lead back and all of a sudden Harris is gone. Like, Again, that was probably the kind of the idea with guys like Kevin Harris and uh, and Pierre Strong, and it obviously didn't happen. Uh, you mentioned um, all of the, I guess, problems too with this team: the injuries, obviously, the offensive line, uh, the wide receivers, but ultimately also the quarterback position has uh, has sort of deteriorated deteriorated here as well. We just spoke to Zappy Bailey Zappy down here, uh, the Patriots' presumed starter coming up uh, this Thursday against the Steelers. Uh, I'm curious what you made of. His first start, obviously, no turnovers from the quarterback position, but they also didn't score any points against L.A. Um, do you think the product looked better? Do you think they should continue on with Zappi this week? And uh, I guess we can sort of get this into sort of a, a Steelers game thought as well. Do you think they're going to be uh, any better off this week against Pittsburgh at the quarterback position? Well, I think, you know, I think Zappi looked like what he is, which is a borderline backup in the NFL. Uh, he didn't have any turnovers, I think. PFF and some of the other sites had him for zero turnover worthy plays. I would disagree with that. Yeah. There was that one play that was tipped that was almost uh, intercepted. Um, as far as this, I think he took five sacks. Going back and watching it, I would say like maybe two or three of those were on him. Um, and it was just more of what you usually get from him. He's not a high level quarterback. I think parts of his game are better than what you get from Mac Jones. I think he's better with play fakes. I think he's more fluid in the pocket. He's obviously more elusive. Um, he seems to have better composure. He doesn't get sped up as fast as Mac does. But at the end of the day, he just isn't a high-level talent um, and certainly not good enough to overcome all the other issues that are on the Patriots' offense. Um, that said, you know, I think he was really bad in the first half, but I thought he was solid in the second half. Uh, you know, it wasn't his fault that the offensive line cratered at the end of that game or that uh, Tyquan Thornton couldn't catch the ball. Um, I think Zappi did enough to win what was an awful game. Um, and so, yeah, I think he definitely deserves to make another start. Um you know, I, I think if, if the Patriots are at all going to consider going back to Mac Jones, I don't think you would do it in this spot on the right. short week. You would give the sort of mini buy that comes after Thursday and think about it then. I have, I've been wondering that, like, is there any scenario in which he does come back as the ship sailed there? Um, because, you know, one of my overarching thoughts when I left that game or when the game, the Chargers game ended was, you know, I think you could argue that if Mac Jones played that game, the Patriots win. That's assuming yeah. that. And that's a huge assumption to make now that Mac didn't make any disastrous mistakes, <laughs> right. which of course is his thing now. But, you know, at the end of the day, he is better at pushing the ball down the field uh, and orchestrating the offense than Zappi. And in that kind of game, they only needed seven points. Like if Mac could have avoided one of those tr interceptions, maybe they would have won that game. Um, but then as far as going into the Steelers game, and we'll, I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit with the draft ramifications, but this is a fascinating game that yeah, could is. be in all the wrong reasons. It could be like 10-7, 6-3, worse um 
Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky, like it's it's going to be horrifying to watch. I say that, you know, maybe it goes, you know, sometimes you, you're you so convinced that something's going to happen, and then we could go out in this game as like 25 to 18. Well, I mean, it happened Thursday night, or Monday night football, excuse me, with uh, Jake Browning and the Bengals right. last night. Browning threw for like 400 yards. They scored 31 points. They win the game. So you guess you're right. You never know. Um, before we do, you know, dip into the Steelers game, grab your game prediction uh, before we get out of here, I do want to talk path to the top of the draft for the Patriots. You've been uh, constantly on top of this uh, on Twitter, I've noticed, at, at Dak I've got Randall. nothing else that, to do. Yeah, that's okay. I do the same I thing, too. I've got nothing else yeah. to do but dig into the draft stuff. No, that's that's the fun <laughs> stuff. That's why I'm looking forward to the offseason. You know, you get your mock drafts going, you get your uh, your scouting and things like that, and there's a chance that there isn't really much to scout besides the top two players in this draft and potentially uh, quarterbacks, Caleb Williams and quarterback, or quarterbacks, Caleb Williams and Drake May, because as of right now, according to uh, our friends at tankathon.com, the Patriots, uh, if the season ended today, would have the number two overall pick. Um, ten and two, five games left. Cardinals, the only team ahead of them. Patriots, uh, two and ten. What did I say? You said ten. You said v- ten and two. Oh, which is yeah, very yeah. incorrect. No, very incorrect. <laughs> two and ten. Uh, excuse me. So, um, can they get to the number one pick? Where do they land? Your prediction, and uh, I guess just your thoughts in general, and the fact that we're sitting here talking about a two and ten football team in December, and already focused on the twenty twenty four draft. Well, here's what you what you have to look at. It, the the best way to look at it for fans right now, um, to sort of make it simple, is if the Patriots win fewer than two games the rest of the season, they are guaranteed a top three pick. All right. So the question then becomes, where are the two wins? I think we all point to the season finale against the Jets. You know, assuming that Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, mm-hmm. um, which at this point it doesn't seem like it doesn't Jets seem continue like continue to lose. And- now, now the Patriots are more than capable of losing that game. They've almost lost the last three games against the Jets. Just so happened the Jets were dumber on those days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, let's say they win that game. So where's the other win? Uh, I don't think it's Kansas City. Obviously, I don't. I certainly don't think it's at Buffalo. Maybe mm-hmm. if it was here, you could craft an argument. Uh, and you know, now the way that Denver's turned their season around, I don't think you. I don't think you can pick the Patriots in that right. game. That seems like a penciled in loss. Road game as well. That's in Denver. So. Right. So this is the other one. Uh, this is the game where, you know, on the one hand, it was good for the Patriots that Kenny Pickett got hurt in the other day because that made the Cardinals win that game. But on the other hand, you know, <laughs> good for the Patriots fans who want the draft. So bad for the Patriots. Yeah, you right, know, right, you right. have to start doing this reverse logic. But now the Patriots are going to go up against Mitch Trubisky, which I think you would assume that is now a more winnable game for them because he is horrible as yeah, well. Yeah. But so that's the thing is if the Patriots do come out and lose this game, um, that basically wraps it up in terms, in my opinion, of getting a top three pick because I just don't see them yeah. getting a second win in those other three games. So that's huge. And then from that point on, you're just kind of looking at what does Carolina do? Do, yeah. they, do they get a second win that I think they face? Right, for them, I look at the Falcons game, the Buccaneers game uh, as maybe the most winnable for them. But the strength of schedule stuff now is basically a dead tie between the Patriots and the Panthers, where if they finish with the same record, um, you know, there is a path for the Patriots to get that top pick. But the other big one to look at is Arizona, where, again, if they if the Patriots only win one game the rest of the season, the gap between the Patriots and Cardinals and strength of schedule is so wide at this point. I don't know if it can close over the next four or five weeks where, you know, if the Patriots just lose one game the rest of the way, they might also be essentially guaranteed the second overall pick it's fascinating it's fun it's interesting to uh to kind of follow it this way it's certainly something i've never done well uh, they might never be in the spot again so right. it is kind of fun to go down the rabbit hole um and kind of lean into it because and it helps that there were you know two 
high-level quarterback prospects right. at the top as well as a generational receiver talent that makes it more interesting than if we were like, well, this one quarterback and then a tackle and an edge rusher, you know, it's it's a good year for them to be at the 100%. top. 100%. And so uh, quick question for you before we talk Steelers. If Chicago, or if if Carolina ends up with the number, the number one pick, it goes to the Chicago Bears. Their quarterback right now, Justin Fields, is playing okay football. Um, do you think there would be a chance where the Patriots are sitting at the second overall pick and both quarterbacks in Williams and May are there? Or do you think they might have to trade up one spot? Chicago might use that as a bidding, you know, bidding piece or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, or, or like, what do you, essentially, what do you think they might do with the quarterback position? Just your opinion. I think it's fascinating. I think if the season ended right now, I feel like the Bears would have to take Caleb Williams. I think so too. I think they'd have to. You just haven't, I don't know if Justin Fields can make like high level NFL throws that you need to be a championship football team. Like, you know, he's fun to watch. Fantasy right. pe- people love him for obvious reasons. But at the end of the day, like, I just don't think you could look at it right now and say he's the guy. I mean, what has he won six games in the NFL? Yeah. Like, I just don't know how you can make a convincing case just because he runs around a few times. Yeah. So if I, I think if it's the Bears, they have to, or the, yeah, the Bears, yeah. they have to take the quarterback. Uh, but I think the other team that's becoming increasingly fascinating with this is the Cardinals, mm-hmm. where, you know, I think at one point in the season, you would have said they'd have to take the next quarterback, right? But you're always wondering, like, what's it going to look like when Kyler Murray gets back? I think he's looked all right. I, I think, think they're two and two since he's come back. Too. Yeah, and I think he's played well. He's been running well. It doesn't look like he has any uh, lingering effects in the knee injury. So, you know, and you look at more mock drafts and big boards now, and most of them have Arizona taking Marvin Harrison yep. if they're able to, which is good news for the Patriots if they're sold on someone like Drake May. Yep. Uh, so let's wrap it up. We talked about um, the idea that, you know, the Patriots might have two winnable games left. One of them is this Pittsburgh game. Uh, but how do you see it playing out? I think the total right now at FanDuel is like 30 points. Steelers are six-point favorites. Um, it's going to be interesting, gross, fascinating, all the buzzwords you want to call it out there in Pittsburgh this th- this Thursday. But uh, how do you see it playing out? Can the Patriots get another win? Yes, I think the Patriots come out fast start. They get up uh, early, 7 nothing. Okay. But Bailey they Zappi, score a touchdown, huh? Yeah, Bailey right. Zappi keeps throwing deep shots for Devontae Parker, which is like all they have at right. this point. Uh, when those two are on the field, they hit on one of them. Patriots go up seven nothing, get shut out the rest of the way. Steelers win ten seven. All right, love they it. Just, they, it, we, it. We they grind it out. It's an awful game, uh, but the Steelers get it done. All right, you heard it here first. Ten seven from Nessens, Dakota Randall. Uh, you can. Uh, I'm trying to think of where this podcast will be posted, but regardless, you can hear my prediction uh, with myself and Andy Hart on our matchups podcast coming down the pipe on the Six Rings and Football Things feed. Uh, before we go, Dakota, tell the people where they can find you, where they can find you on Twitter, and where they can read all your stuff. Uh, yeah, you can read all my stuff, for better or worse, at Nesson.com, <laughs> and then on Twitter, or X, uh, just at Dak Randall. That's it. Awesome. To Dakota, uh, thank you for joining me today. Thanks uh, for having me, man. Yeah, of course. We will be back here on the feed every day. Got you covered with all of our uh, Patriots and now NFL, NFL draft news and notes. So make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Uh, for Fitzy Hart and myself, Mike Cadlick, uh, down at Gillette Stadium. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.